Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. What a day to be going over the championship game. Certainly a lot of time we'll spend on the FBS championship game last night and the top prospects in that one, as well as the FCS championship game, which was disappointing from a competitive standpoint that I called on Saturday. We've got more all-star games this week, and no one has a greater breadth or depth of knowledge than our guy, Emery Hunt, the czar of the telestrate. No, the czar of the what? Playbook. The czar of the playbook. Check him out on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. All of our shows can be found at Ross Tucker Pod. He's also Football Game Plan on YouTube. We are youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you want to check us out, on YouTube. You can always watch this show, which I encourage you to do. And if you haven't ordered the draft guide yet, I mean, what what are we even doing? Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. It is the best of its kind. How many pages was it last year, Emery? Uh, I would say over 600 something pages. Like, matter of fact, 728 to be exact. Yeah, so the only thing I don't like about Emery is I like to think that I love football more than anybody else. Emery tests that. Like, Emery tests that. When I see how big his guide is and he all the things that Emery does in the high school games he drives to, Emery might have me be I, – I should have never even brought Emery on this show because now I can't be uh, – I can't be – I, I can't plead the fifth. All right, so Emery, I am so pumped up for today. The FBS recap, the FCS recap, and then getting into the some of these all-star games. There's a lot to talk about from the FBS game last night. Obviously, Georgia took down Alabama. I want to get into the prospects, but I also just want to talk about the game a little bit with you and sort of give you a um, – a blank canvas just to give me 
before I get into specific questions, just what are some of the things that stood out to you about last night's game? I loved how competitive the game was, number one. But I also love the fact that we saw many strength versus strength battles take place and became a stalemate, O-line, D-line on both sides, right? Then we saw run game linebackers on both sides. Georgia had a slight edge in the running back department. They had some matchups that they were able to win in that regard. Wide receiver, secondary. That was the biggest matchup out on the perimeter. They were weaker in the secondary. Georgia was. Alabama was weakened at wide receiver, so it kind of stalemated. On the other side, we saw the receivers for Georgia sort of have some success until, you know, late in the game they did, uh, more so than in the beginning part of the game outside of the great catch by George Pickens. So it really came down to which quarterback can make the plays to keep their team afloat and also help their team win. And Stetson Bennett made just a few more plays than the Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young. So I thought it was an even game across the board, which really came down from a matchup perspective, and it really came down to which quarterback can make the plays. And we saw Stetson Bennett make a couple of key ones, including a big throw uh, deep down the field for a touchdown. Yeah, man, I got a lot of thoughts. Um, and, and tell me if you agree, disagree. I think it's rare to see a team that I believe clearly had more players and more physical ability than Alabama. I mean, it you know, second half, the fourth quarter, the O-line for Georgia, they were like out Bama-ing Bama. Like that offensive line for Georgia was starting to get after it. And... Georgia's front seven was just better. Like Georgia, Georgia's safeties, like seen. I love that dude. I absolutely love that dude. But Alabama always has a guy like him. You know, like Minka Fitzpatrick or somebody like that. It just seemed like it seemed like Georgia to me was more like Alabama than Alabama was. Usually Alabama has like the better roster. But the team they're playing might have a quarterback that's playing really well or whatever, and that's how they got there. I thought it was the opposite. I I thought Georgia had more, whatever you want to call them, monsters, dudes, freak shows, Um, even just the acceleration of their linebackers, their guys in the secondary. It looked like like Reuben Foster looked at Alabama. I'm telling you, Alabama still has some guys, but I don't think quite as many. I thought – for most of the game, I thought uh, Bryce Young was a difference in the game and why Alabama was ahead. I thought he was playing better than Bennett probably for the most part through uh, the first half, maybe three quarters. I thought Bama uh, got certainly the better of the officiating. I don't think there's any question that they got a number of breaks to go their way. I mean, like just I wrote down a couple of them. I thought Bryce Young, if he didn't fumble early in the game with Jordan Davis, I thought that was intentional grounding then. The kick-catch interference I didn't agree with. The illegal hands to the ear hole I've never even heard of on 54. And then they even had, um, you know, the the Stetson Bennett, I thought that was an incomplete pass. I Mm -hmm. mean, he had possession of the ball. He was going forward. So whatever. 
it doesn't matter. Ultimately, Georgia won anyway. I thought Bama was a little bit better coached. It felt like for most of the game, they were kind of one step ahead of Georgia, whether it was blitz pickup or getting the ball out quick. Uh, but ultimately, Georgia's talent and perseverance sort of was able to overcome Bryce Young, the coaching, and and the officiating. That was kind of my 30,000-foot level. Really. You know, it is, it's interesting. I agree with you on a lot what you said, uh, especially within the first – quarter we started to see Stetson Bennett piss down his leg <laughs> we started to see Kirby probably panic a little bit you had to delay a game in there but they didn't take the time out and you know so you start to see oh my god this bam on the other side they started that started to happen um and then they finally found their footing and in terms of the dudes it just like to your point it just looked like let's say up front it looked like Georgia was the more explosive offensive line on the defensive side, it looked like all of their three big dudes up front were just a, a bit more explosive than the Alabama big dudes on their defensive line. It seemed like the only guy we kept talking about was Will Anderson for Alabama yesterday. But for Georgia, we were talking about, you know, Tyndall. We were talking about Dean. And then we were talking about seeing coming flying up in the alley and run support, you know, harkening the days of, of Greg Blue when he was back there patrolling that safety position and, and flying up, you know, in the alley and blowing dudes numbers off the back, their jerseys, you know, that defense just had a bit more dudes. Now their secondary. And I tweeted this out during the game. I felt like Alabama receivers, albeit their third string receivers were running free all day long. They had opportunities and Bryce young to his credit. I don't know how he was getting some of these footballs in there was putting the ball where it needed to be, but guys were just dropping it or it may have been just a step, uh, out of place for the receiver to adjust for, but the ball was where it needed to be, and the matchup was there for Alabama's taking. The difference was Alabama had no James Cook. They didn't have someone that could you know, co- uh, go sidecar with Robinson. When we saw Zamira White and also James Cook, White started to turn on late in the game. He's their closer. If you told me Zamira White was a boxer, I believe you. You know, he just looks like a boxer, right? But they also had James Cook, whose explosive run was a difference. Alabama doesn't have that explosiveness in the backfield, which is why you saw the guy Gibbs from Georgia Tech transfer to Alabama. He's going to be that guy for them next year. Uh, And so I just thought, to your point, they really did have a few more game breakers than Alabama did. And you hope Jameson Williams is is healthy. Uh, You hope it's not as serious. But judging by the, the audio that they were able to catch, Last night, it sounds like it might be an ACL for him, which sucks because it's the it's a late ACL. Um, but with the way modern medicine is, I mean, hell, we just watched George Pickens tear his ACL in the spring and was out there making spectacular plays for this football team. So George had a better tight end. Uh, that was that's a game breaker. They had Burton is a is a game breaker at receiver and also Pickens. So you're right, Georgia had more dudes this time, and this is the Georgia that we expected to see in the SEC title game. So when you look back at that game, you're like, yo, what the hell happened in that matchup that Georgia looked that bad against that Alabama team? But, yeah, a few of their receivers are out. Their cornerback was out, Alabama's, in in this game. So I get it. But, man, this is the Georgia team that we expected to see all year long. Yeah. Um, So many things I want to comment on there. I will say this about Will Anderson. 
He's hired. Yeah. I'm going to LinkedIn jobs right now to reach my network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. I know college kids are on LinkedIn. If Will Anderson is on LinkedIn, that guy is hired. I didn't even realize that he is from Georgia. He's from Duluth, Georgia. That's unbelievable. With LinkedIn jobs, Emory, you can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then you quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. There's a reason why small businesses like ours rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash draft. That's linkedin.com slash draft to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So... Uh, let's start with the Jamison Williams thing because it kind of ties in to Will Anderson. You know, I saw where Dr. Chow on Twitter and I retweeted a Matt Ross Tucker NFL uh, thinks that Jamison Williams tore his ACL and MCL, which mm. uh, makes it significantly worse when you get them both, is my understanding. And it definitely had an impact on the game. But I got to tell you, Emery, I, I tweeted this last night at Ross Tucker NFL, and a lot of people got uh, upset about it, I guess, or just it bothers them because they're just college football fans. They just want to see these kids play. But I think college football's opt-out problem is, is about to become a lot worse. Um, you know, you see a guy like that tear his ACL and MCL in the national championship game. If he doesn't go in the first round, They'll have even more issues. The reality is, though, he's going to go lower than he normally would, and he just cost himself – I don't, I, don't I want to rephrase that. He just lost – not cost himself. He just lost millions of dollars. Even if he's the 22nd pick instead of the 16th pick, that's millions mm-hmm. of dollars. And so I got to wonder, Emery, if we're going to see guys opt out of playoff games – uh, Everybody's like, dude, it's a national championship game. It's a national championship game. I wasn't talking about necessarily opting out of the national championship game. Although I do wonder if there will be guys that opt out of playoff games. And certainly the other bowl games, this is only going to reinforce the decision that a lot of young men made to not play in those. Yeah, think about it, Ross. We were talking the last show whether or not a guy like Christian Watson for North Dakota State was going to play in the championship game because, again, he hadn't been healthy. He hadn't played in all of the playoff games, and he has the all-star game circuits, you know, coming up, like Senior Bowl, Shrine Game, I think Senior Bowl he's going to go to. So you hadn't played all playoffs. 
Do you run the risk? And we saw what that field looked like for our, for the FCC, FCS championship game. Do you run the risk and play in this game and risk injury? Or do you save yourself, continue to get healthy and be at your healthiest for your all-star game circuit where you got to interview and all that stuff like that? So I agree with you. And, and people, I think we can easily trace back this whole opt-out thing to Jalen Smith getting hurt in the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State. Once that happened, then you started to see everybody else think differently. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey. It made more sense because, like, man, and to be completely honest, Jalen Smith was never the same. Correct. Was never the Correct. same. Correct. You know, even People don't point that out. He did get a good second contract, but that guy was electric. Mm-hmm. And now he's out of the league. I don't know. I think maybe the Giants signed him for the last game, which says something. Right. And, and so it, everything that we liked about Jalen Smith as a prospect going into that game, we never saw that player ever again. Even, and, and, and this is before that, the Willis McGahee injury in uh, the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State. Quiet as kept. McGahee was never the same explosiveness-wise after that injury. Yeah. And so when people look at that, if you're those type of players, man, it'll be hard to, to really say, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? To, to play. It, that's a hard decision. Because, again, you, uh, Jamison Williams, we don't know what the ramifications are post this injury. Let's look at a guy last year in Jalen Waddle. He still walks with a limp, a, a noticeable limp. And he, and he went in that game, that championship game last year against Ohio State. Uh, still not fully healthy and was limping severely in that game. How much of his raw explosiveness did he lose by playing hurt or getting hurt on that, you know, benign putt return, right? So I think it's going to, like you said, I I also feel as though it's going to get bigger. And from a player's perspective, it just makes so much sense to not play uh, if you are that highly valued, um, especially when speed and explosiveness is your forte. Emery, I got to be honest with you. If Will Anderson was my brother or my son, I would really, I mean, he should be the number one pick in the draft this year. I would have a really tough time having him go out there for 14 football games next year. It's like, there's a $38 million pot of gold, $40 million next year. At the end of the rainbow, that's his to have. But he's got to, like, go through these 14 minefields, let alone practice, to get there. I might be doing a Jamar Chase or a Micah Parsons if I were Will Anderson next year. Yeah, because think about it. Alabama is not going to be garbage next year. They're playing 14 games. You know, it's not like they're going to play 10 and the season is over with. No, you're, you're going to play 14 games and they're going to be 14 meaningful games. So you're right. He has, unless you try to, unless he tries. But again, the you, the, you, you can't have it either way because if you, okay, well, I won't play in the non-conference slate. Okay, fine. But that's all in the beginning of the season. If it was at the end of the season, then all right, well, I'll play these first four games and then I'll sit out the non-conference slate or I'll pick and choose my games to sit out. But what sense does that make? Because you still run the risk of getting hurt anyway. You can get hurt doing anything 
Um, and so I, I agree when you're that talented or you have the, the you run if you do play, you run the risk of what the discussion is about Kayvon Thibodeau now. Because now he goes from Kayvon Thibodeau to clear cut number one to Aiden Hutchinson should be number one. Well, we don't know if Kayvon Thibodeau was kind of Cadillac in this year, right? Trying not to get hurt. And that's a legitimate thing that players that are, are we saw this with Devin Clowney. Um, and we saw this with, you know, a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau this year. Like, man, I don't want to, I'm going to play well, but any little nick or bruise, I am not playing because I don't want to run the risk of injuring myself. So I, I agree with you, man. If you are Will Anderson, you have, a, especially with the way that the young freshman was balling. Okay, we, we're in good hands. I can step aside. This dude is ready to play. Um, you know, see y'all in the NFL. It's uh yeah, man, it, it's it's a very interesting situation. The last thing I wanted to talk about uh, for sure about this game, I want to give you kudos. About a month ago, you said you thought maybe over a month Stetson Bennett should get some Heisman love. One of my biggest frustrations is how much entry point frames how we view players. Jalen Hurts is still fighting that, where if he'd be in a top 10 pick, all anybody would do is talk about how good Jalen Hurts is. Davis Mills is fighting that. If he had been one of the top 10 picks, people would be saying, Davis Mills is the guy in Houston for years. Um, Stetson Bennett. You know, his name's Stetson Bennett the fourth, okay? And he's a walk-on, all that stuff. No matter how well he plays, there's always people that are skeptical because of his entry point. It's bogus. It bothers me, Emery. It bothers me too, man, because if you can play, you can play. I, I don't I don't care how you got here. If you if you're balling, get on the field. And people last night, I was gonna tweet, but I didn't feel like you know going back forward with all kind of Twitter mentions. But I was people were like, Oh, why? Why don't you put JT Daniels in? So he can get sacked every play. That's the difference between JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett. He's Bennett is athletic. He can get out the way. That's why Bennett is playing. It's not because he's taller, has a stronger arm, and, and quietly, Bennett's arm is not weak. Um, no. He could drive that football down the field consistently, and he has a little bit more confidence. And so I'm like, I don't care how you got here. That's why, for me, when when the coaches were like, uh, let's say when Dabble and those guys won that, that, that bowl game they were in, and they're like, oh, we're playing without, you know, 30 scholarships, like, bro, that is just because you're without 30 scholarship players. I know your walk ons are not garbage. Like, you have you you recruit those walk ons. You got guys that's probably chomping at the bit to play. Ohio State went out there with 24 less scholarships, basically an FCS roster from a from a scholarship perspective, and took it to Utah. So, you know, if guys can play, your entry point doesn't matter. Are we talking about how uh when we were watching, you know, the NFL on Sundays and Matt Castle was happening. Are we caring about his entry point into the NFL? No, he's out there playing well. That's that's your guy. If you're um, Stetson Bennett, as long as he's out there playing well, leave him out there. And 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 it wasn't because of the run game or the defense. Well, the defense did play a significant role, but you had to make plays on offense. And Stetson Bennett is a big reason why you are in this game. Uh, anyway, so ride with the guy, and and people will 
again, people talk about all the five stars that they have on the sideline. Well, what does that say about Stetson Bennett if they're still on the sideline? Doesn't don't people think about that? Like if he's out there and there's all these superstars uh, on the sideline, these super superstar quarterbacks. Well, what that says about Stetson Bennett? Well, it's convenient to always have the crutch of where a guy was drafted or where a guy was rated or what their physical testing numbers are. That's not the convenience I'm into. I'm in the convenience of AutoZone, where you can get free same-day store pickup, which is amazing. Look, the last thing people like Emery and I can do is wait in line for 20 minutes to ask somebody about a part or something. No, 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 no. Not during football season, that's for sure. Or you can just order it with next day, free next day delivery, and they just bring it to you, which I'm pretty sure is what Emery does because he didn't have time to go to the store. He does the free next day delivery. Every car is different, and that means every car job is too. That's why AutoZone offers you more ways to shop your way. So next time you're starting a job, start it by shopping your way at AutoZone.com with their free same-day pickup and free next-day delivery. Get in the zone, AutoZone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Emery, let's talk, touch on the FCS a little bit. I was there, obviously. Disappointing game in that it wasn't competitive. I will say this. I, I was impressed by several of the North Dakota State prospects. Watson looked healthy and made several plays. That's unbelievable to me that a kid from Tampa somehow went to North Dakota State. 6'5", 210, and he runs well, Emery. Yeah, and that's someone um, – there's been a pipeline from Tampa to uh, North Dakota State. They had a couple of corners. Uh, Marcus Williams, I believe, was one of them. They ended up playing a long time with the with the Houston Texans and, and New Orleans Saints. Um, it was an interception mas- machine. He, he was at the East-West Shrine Bowl that year I was down there. I want to say it was 2014 or 15. He was balling out that way. Um, you had uh, this the safety that was out there. I think he's now in the CFL. I can't remember his name, but he was from Tampa. So they've had, uh, and one of the running backs too was from Tampa. So they had a lot. They had a pipeline. It's like how New Orleans used to have that pipeline to the University of Colorado in the late '80s, early '90s, and then they had the pipeline to Nebraska before. And I tweeted this yesterday before. Uh, you know, once Kevin Falk signed with LSU. That pipeline was shut off, and all the top talent went to LSU. Because think about it, Peyton Manning was going out, Falk was Marshall Falk was going out, Reggie Wayne was going out. Once Falk signed, whoop, fence around the state. And so North Dakota State has been able to get their speed and athleticism from speed and athleticism areas and been able to build their foundation, their point of attack play from point of attack foundation areas, Minnesota, Dakota. So it has worked out perfectly. And and for Watson. The fact that he's 6'5", 210, and runs like a deer, but also returns kicks and punts, that speaks of his footwork. And they used to ha- they have him lined up in the backfield at times, too. 
that speaks of his versatility. That's it's ridiculous how talented and athletic that dude is. Yeah, their offensive line was awesome. Um, the other thing I would say, I think Lipke will be a pretty good prospect next year. You know, he can play fullback, he can play tailback, he can play tight end. You know, I had him on the show in the offseason, he being Kyle Juszczyk, and we kind of joked about how every year there's like five next Kyle Juszczyks, which is like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, he's a pretty good athlete. He's pretty good. I will say this. Lipke has a lot of Juszczyk traits to him, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody looks at him in that role, but he's only a junior. Yeah, and you saw – I love the touchdown run he had where it was a clear – you know, lane to the end zone. But now I got to make this point and run this dude over before I get in the end zone. I thought that was awesome. Did you um, see his nickname, Emery? His nickname is the Majestic Beast, which is just incredible. I'll say this too. Um, for Montana State, um, I thought Troy Anderson was fine. I, I could see what people are excited about in terms of the size and athleticism. He needs to work on uh, getting off blocks. Yeah, he, he he doesn't see things great yet. He doesn't have great. Uh, he's not great at defeating blocks. I thought he was a little disappointing. I will say this though, Emory, how about that running back for Montana State? That dude runs hard. I like him. He'll be back next year too. Yeah, Isaiah Fonte. That was the big uh, piece for their offense going into this game. Um, hey, will Fonte be healthy enough to go? He was. He saw how much of a difference he made, and we. I mean, I tweeted this out as soon as it happened. Man, what a difference uh, Tommy Malott made in that game. You know, because that first drive, they were slowly mowing down North Dakota State. And then he gets out, and all of a sudden, North Dakota State is like, oh, there's no threat. We're about to just full-fledged pressure, and game was over. And it it sucked because that game probably would have been a back-and-forth high-scoring one if Tommy Malott was playing because of the combination of his running ability along with Afonso, that's what made them very tough to beat in the playoffs. That's why they beat the breaks off Sam Houston. That's why they was, was really mowing down opponents in the playoffs to get to this game. Yeah, that was a, a major, major bummer. Um, two more quick things. Number one, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business, help them achieve even greater success because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Are there are there all-star games this week, Emery, or are they next week? What's the, what's the breakdown? There are three this week. Um, one is, that's going to be ending today on Tuesday as we – or Wednesday as we – talk about this on Tuesday one that's starting uh two that's starting and one and one that will start that runs into next week so you got the college gridiron showcase that's that's ending on Wednesday they don't have a game they have a scrimmage which is which is great um you have the hula bowl starting on today and it runs until Saturday that game is on CBS Sports Network Friday uh Thursday you have the tropical bowl that's starting and they practice two days, and then their game is on Saturday as well. And I think Friday down in Salem, Virginia, you have uh, the Dream Bowl, which is starting, uh, which is another smaller all-star game. And their game ends on the 17th, Martin Luther King Day, 
Uh, but the Tropical Bowl and Hula Bowl would have been ideal. I'm so upset I'm not able to get down there this weekend or this week because they're both in Orlando. So I would have been able to do one practice oh. was in the morning and one was in the afternoon, uh, late afternoon. So it would have been perfect for me. But Well, here's what, here's what I want to do. Next week, in addition to starting to preview the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Game, we can recap who the studs were from these other three bowl games this week. You know, what you heard – what you saw, I don't know if you get a chance to watch the tape or the practices or whatever, but we can do that next week. Awesome, awesome stuff, Emery, as always. Please check this man out on social media. He deserves it, at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. We are, of course, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, and you can check out the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. But the key is right now. More than half of you, if you like NFL, your team is not in the playoffs. It's time is now to order Emery's Draft Guide. It's the best of its kind. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 Draft Guide. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.